This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orber. Welcome everyone to the Saturday Night Harness Preview. Uh, we're looking at a terrific card. I think it's the best card at Melton. Uh, well, certainly one of them in the last couple of months anyway. It's been a bit thin on, but it's uh, got a lot of depth about this Saturday night. Rob Orber joins me, and uh, thank you to our sponsor, the Victoria Harness Racing Club and RSN, for allowing us to put this uh, preview together, as they have done all through the uh, course of 2023, Rob. And it's an exciting program ahead. Go down to the wire in the Victorian uh, or the Metropolitan driving championship too with Kate Gath two wins ahead of Mark Pitt how are you and season's greetings yeah season's greetings to you Dan and to all our uh, listeners that have tuned in uh, throughout the year a big, very big thank you to our listeners because uh, without them we wouldn't have a show and thank you to RSN as you mentioned who have been great supporters of harness racing and uh, of course, uh, the Victorian Harness Racing Club to, to Shane Glowry, Emmy Mazzetti and the team there they do a great job and um, you know, we're looking forward to uh, 2024. We'll certainly have some new announcements regarding the new memberships for the Victorian Harness Racing Club. Their existing membership takes them through to Hunter Cup and then we'll uh, uh, be promoting uh, the 2024 membership and hopefully everyone can get behind uh, the club with the Victorian Harness Racing uh, Club super bonus meetings and, of course, the uh, the owner's room as well out at Melton. But we're looking forward to a good night's racing. As you said, Dan, I think this is probably the best meeting we've had for a while and I'm looking forward to it it's a tough program there's going to be plenty of value to be found there's going to be some trick races and as you mentioned uh, a great battle going on between Kate Gaff and Mark Pitt for the Metropolitan Drivers Championship and uh, certainly you'll come to uh, a crescendo over the next uh, week or two Okay, the first event, 6.03 start time, our fire and delight. Number five is an early scratching. Uh, so the emergency captain Wilson gains a start. Ideal ideal uh, rock, ideal role is likely to run favourite here. Again, we're not dealing with prices, and I don't mean to harp on it, but it certainly doesn't help. Uh, but it is first up from a spell, ideal rock, ideal role, Rob. Yeah, he's a very nice horse for uh, Emma Stewart and, and Clayton Tonkin, who uh, own this horse, uh, Mark Pitt drives, uh, you know, he's first up since April, but look, he's uh, he's tuned up to run a, a massive race first up. Look, I'm really keen each way here on Sly Terror. I, I think he's got a, a fantastic chance in the race. Uh, and interesting enough, Kate Gath and Mark Pitt, I think will be fighting the finish out in the first. Uh, this horse has had two runs back from a spell. I thought his run at Geelong throughout the week. I actually call that meeting, Dan, was very so it was very solid. It was a very slow run race. It was just a sprint home, but it didn't really suit Sly Terror. But if uh, if it did suit, it was just a nice clean-up for a race like tonight when he draws... Oh, tomorrow night on Saturday night when he draws the pole position. I think if he's around that $5 mark, I think he's a fantastic each-way bet. I can't see him missing a place. I'm going to tip him on top, one Sly Terror. Ahead of seven ideal... Uh, ideal rock, ideal roll. Uh, look, he's a lovely horse. He's been uh, sharpened up for this, and he's he'll, he'll run a great race. He, he's a quality horse. Six, love you, long time. Who's uh, an interesting pacer. He's uh, he, he's he's mixed his form over periods of time, but when he's been on song, he's been really impressive. Uh, he's got gate speed to press forward. He'll be there for a long way, and uh, I've put in number eight, stir me up. He'll be following on the back of Sly Terror. At worst, three back the pegs, maybe behind the leader, but he's going to get a soft trip on the pegs. But 
Really like number one each way. I think he's uh, an each way special ahead of seven, six and eight for race one. I've got the seven on top, but it's not a race I felt that confident of. Slide Terror Andy gets horses very good on a quick backup, uh, and this time it's it's four or five days. But uh, I think the horse can improve a lot, so you make a very good case. I've tipped seven, one, eight, and two. Race two, the Woodland Stud three-year-old pace. A lot of different form lines uh, that are meeting here, and it makes for a really uh, intriguing race. It's a good race. It's a good race. A lot of promising horses here that should have. Really bright futures. Uh, they've all performed really well throughout their three-year-old year and some during their two-year-old seasons. And look, uh, I think it's a it's a really good quality race. I've settled for four Rumble Stride, uh, one for Shane Sanderson and Ryan Sanderson. He's only had the nine starts for five wins. He's had. He doesn't seem to get a lot of racing. I'm not sure the reason behind that. He seems to have these short campaigns and then sort of has a break or goes off the scene for a while. He he was first up at Melton on the 13th of December and he won. He was scratched before that when he was first up and his first up, uh, his last run was back in March. So again, not sure why he only gets two or three runs and then gets scratched, but he's obviously a horse that seems to have loads of talent. I don't think we've really seen the best of him and I don't think we've seen him being tested against the best ones either. But I, I feel like he's uh, he's got a good future. So I'll, I'll stick with him, number four, Rumble Strine. Ahead of one, Chinchilla, who was a former stablemate uh, early days uh, throughout her career. And uh, she joined uh, Lisa Pitt and the stable have done a really good job with this filly. She's um, got good gate speed. The 1700 really suits her. Uh, at worst, behind the leader, maybe leading, but she's going to be in there for a long way, and I think she's really comes into this race with a really good chance. I thought three Earl of uh, Pembroke, uh, who I thought uh, showed enough last time we saw this horse at Melton. He was a second behind Doug's Platter, uh, then finished down the track when, break, when breaking gear, and in his next three runs were both all, all at the Riverina at Wagga, and that performed really well. I think he can run a good race. Uh, the Julie Douglas stable in really good form. And nine little Louie, who's a very good horse. We're, we've seen him compete throughout the Breeders' Crown Series. He was third, and he, he can win this race. It's a race where I think there's lots of winning chances, and there's horses here I haven't even mentioned that have all got winning hopes. It's a great race. 4 one, three, nine, I settled for. Yeah, I've gone for exactly the same four. Uh, four, one, three, and nine. I was really impressed with the Rumble Stride, Robbie. He profiles as a, as a, 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 a not just a progressive horse, but I think he can be a really good one. Still green, though. He's still got things to learn, but I, I like what I see. Four, one, three, and nine. Race three, uh, the first of the Alabar Vic Red Platinums, homegrown classic finals. This one for the Colts and Geldings. Uh, number four, nice one centurion. The emergency won't start. Komodo was, well, it was very impressive last 200 metres, but didn't look like he was going to win at the 400, but he let down like a really good horse. Oh, he's, uh, he showed some uh, amazing raw talent, didn't he? Uh, Komodo, uh, interesting enough, his first two runs were at Mildura and, uh, you know, he, 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 he raced well there. Uh, went to Bendigo uh, at the end of uh, that campaign when finishing fourth behind Soho Spectra. And, uh, look, he's always showed to have good talent. We saw him winning at that day meeting that you called at, Dan, uh, at Melton, and, you know, he, he looked like he, he came off the bed. He seemed to have a bit of trouble steering him. But, wow, when he let down, didn't he let down with some accelerating turn of speed? And 
it was hard not to be impressed by him. I mean, he's got a tricky draw, obviously Barry 11, but we've just got to go with the uh, natural ability of this horse, and I think he's got it. Whether he's mentally ready, I'm not 100% certain, but look, I, I think he'll be hard to beat. Ten Lockenvar Camaro has been a horse that I feel has slowly but steadily kept improving. Obviously, the stable elected to to avoid, you know, obviously that Vic Bread Breeders' Crown type series and sort of might have saved him for this. And, um, you know, he, he he did a good job last time. Uh, gets Greg Sugars back in the sulky. And Lockenvar Camaro looks to be a really nice horse with, with a good future. Uh, number three, Magomedev, Magomedov. Uh, look, this horse, he, he, he's he got some talent too. I, I think he's got a few, still maturity-wise, he's got a lot to learn, but he, he's got some talent. I, I don't think he'll run a bad race. And uh, look, horses um, off the second row, Spectre and Gillaby Fabio, all, all horses with ability that can all put themselves into this race. Uh, look, 11 Komodo on... Natural ability. I'm not sure whether he's got the attractability, but he's certainly got the natural ability to win this race. So 11, 10, 3, 9 and 8. Yeah, and I like 11, 3, 9 and uh, 10. Race 4 is for the Phillies, the Yellow Bar Vic Bread Platinum and uh, the scratching emergency black indeed not running. And uh, probably unlike the Colts and Geldings where the key chances seem to be on the back row, the main chances seem to be on the front row here. Yeah, look, uh, our Sadie K has probably surprised me a little bit. I sort of felt like she was a little bit on the weak side and, and I, I don't know, didn't really have a great opinion of her and I think she's really proven me wrong because she's very deceiving. I, I feel like she just comes off the bit, but when horses get up next to her, she seems to switch into another gear and I think maybe that's how she fooled me a bit early days, but... I've been really taken by... I was really taken by a win at Melton uh, last start. Adam Kelly, uh, who uh, owns his horse and, and bred this horse, well done to Adam. I mean, he hasn't been uh, in, in great health uh, and he's had his challenges. And, you know, I think it'd be fantastic to see this horse uh, win for Adam and the family. So I've tipped her on top, really liked her win. She went 155.7, 55.7 when I thought she was under pressure. As soon as that horse got next to her, she went into another gear. And uh, this is another Andy Kate Gath horse that I think will be really hard to beat for the night. For Kim Can Do, really like this filly. Uh, look, she's bred to be good. She's by American Ideal out of Jazam, a Christian Cullen mare. She'll have plenty of bottom to her, and I think she's got lots of scope of further improvement. Stephen Duffy, Ryan Duffy, they're no strangers to, to being connected with good horses, and I think she's a nice filly, this one. She's bred to be to be good, and uh, she'll keep giving at the finish. I think she's a real danger. Two, uh, Ultimate Action, who, uh, again, going well, won first up, defeating Kim Kandu, had the uh, advantage of the barrier draw there, then was second behind our Sadie K after enjoying a good trip leaders back. Looked a chance half up the straight, but as I said, once she got alongside our Sadie K, it went into another gear. And I think one tops his bling. Didn't mind her run first up. Uh, she She's drawn wide uh, that day and she looked a real chance coming to the home turn, but probably just ran out a little bit of condition. But from barrier one, she's going to get a soft trip. I, I think she's riding this to be a real genuine place chance and I'm certainly not ruling her out of the placings and trifectas. But it's a good race. Three, four, two and one.
And done it again, three, four, two, and one. You could have saved me a couple of hours doing the form and just uh, copied and pasted yours. That seems to be the thing nowadays, Rob. Three, four, two, and one, race number four. The first league of the quaddy, the Ben Stud Standard Red Sokiola Sprint, is a really good race. Uh, actually, the barrier draw makes it oh so interesting, and, and I think there's a, a number of winning chances here. Yeah, well, I'm probably one alone here. I've, I've come up with a bolter, Dan, that um, I, I think it's got a genuine place chance. I, I don't know whether it'll win, but I, I think it'll run a really cheeky race. And I have tipped this horse once before, and I thought it acquitted itself really well in this company and this barrier. And providing the emergency, and we go back to your old story about emergencies in race fields, Dan, and that can just change the whole complexion when a horse like Major Meister draws one, Vanquish Stride draws two. If Major Meister gets the gets a run, I probably don't give my horse any chance, which is Vanquish Stride. But I really was taken by the run of Vanquish Stride first up at Melton behind um, Coravalli Star. It was a much easier race than this, but the horse was bolting and... They did go 153.955 last half. You know, looking at this race and they're probably going to go around that 153 mark for this race because it's a high-quality race. And I just feel he's going to be sitting behind the leader here, Vanquish Stride, and I think he's going to have a little chance. And uh, I just feel like if you want to play one at Bolter's odds and especially the place and put him into your trifectas and first fours, I, I think he'll he'll run a good race. He, he's going to be big odds, number two, Vanquish Stride. Dollar to win, $4 a place for mine here on the two. Ahead of three, La Captain, who also steps right up in grade here but does have the gate speed uh, to be right up there and I'm expecting him to, to run a really good race. Nine Bulletproof Boy, he's a, he's a star. He's a star over this distance and at this track. Follows on the back of La Captain, so he's going to get a really good run through from the second row. He'll be very, very hard to beat, as we know. Eight Bulletproof... Uh, sorry, eight Beyond Delight, who's probably... You know, I think he's the you know up potentially the best horse in the race alongside Bulletproof Boy, but that draw is a little bit tricky. So there's, it's going to need a bit of luck here beyond the light. Um, but we're not knocking the horse's ability. It's just going to come down to Barry drawing a bit of luck in running. And then you know you got horses like Outlaw Man who, who's drawn the front row, Serge Blanco who's never raced better. This is a high quality race, but I'm going for one at a bit of uh, Bolter's odds: two ahead of three, nine and eight. And I've put the 10 on top, Serge Blanco. I expect he'll be at each way odds. 10, 8, 4 and 5. My um, uh, complaints were often the emergencies in the field when you were dealing with fixed odds betting. Well, we don't seem to have to worry about that nowadays, so it's less of a problem. But it might have been part of the reason why they're not offering fixed odds now because of the reshaping of markets once emergencies come out of the field, particularly when they're drawn well. I reckon there's a synergy there, Rob. I just um, I wonder if other people have worked that one out yet. I don't think so. Race uh, six on the program is the logical staffing solution. Sundon's gift trotters free for all. Dakari number one is the scratching. Uh, looks a good race for I'm Ready Jet, but uh, actually it's an interesting race. There's nine horses left. Eight of them are mares. The only boy is uh, is RC Phoenix, who of course is a gelding. Yeah, and I've tipped him on top too, RC Phoenix. So yeah, I, I think he's the horse to, for mine that is the emerging horse with the, uh, the most scope of further development going forward. And uh, for that reason, you know, he's had a bit of a taste at this level and he, he'll only get more seasoned running against these type of horses. And 
you know, I think he's uh, he's he's a highly talented trotter, and, and I'm tipping him on top number eight, RC Phoenix. Uh, I know he finished fifth last start. Didn't uh, things didn't go that well for him, but his form before that was outstanding. He's had a little bit of a freshen up. He hasn't started since the 17th of November, so obviously the stable might have had a little uh, little little setback there on that particular night. Uh, he'll run well here. I think he'll go really close. Just needs a little bit of an opening, and I think he'll find it. Eight RC Phoenix on top. Ahead of nine, Sleepy, your seven-year-old mare. She's um, she's a quality mare. She, she's never too far away. Ten, I'm ready, Jep. Uh, look, you know, she's um, she's been a star. And, uh, you know, is, is she going as good as what we used to see her at her best? I, I don't think so. I think she's going really well, but I don't think she's back to where she was going back uh, a little while ago. So I'm prepared to just slightly risk her a bit. I wouldn't jump. I mean, I certainly would be putting her in the quaddies and all that. I just wouldn't jump in the short odds. And uh, for four, for fourth, I'll put in number four, Egret, who's another horse that took out uh, the four-year-old Breeders' Crown Trot. She's a mare and, and she's got plenty of upside to her as well. So eight, nine, ten and four for mine. And uh, I've uh, tipped the 10 I'm ready jet from 8, 4, and 5, 10, 8, 4, 5. Race 7, the Allied Express, the Jody's Babe. It's a really good lineup of mares. And you must be tickled pink, Rob, because if Nikki Nana gets a runner's emergency and she's in great form, you'll have three runners. It would be a big thrill. Yeah, I'm known as a filly farmer, and I uh, I keep breeding uh, a lot of fillies. But uh, I've, yeah, well, potentially. I mean, look, we'll we'll, we'll definitely have two in uh, La Belle Bijou and, and Monomia and, and Nikki Nana. Uh, she's going really well, so it's uh, it's a race that uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have three in it. And I still don't think I can win it regardless. <laughs> but anyway, well, uh, we, we always got our fingers crossed, Dan. Look, I think ten so what. Look, she's, uh, you know, she she's a great mare. Uh, you know, Diane Giles and, and Jackie Barker have had a, a great partnership with this mare and she's won 15 from 106 and I think she's the, uh, the, the consistent, honest performer that just keeps giving. I don't think she runs too many bad races and I think if she just gets... Um, no bad luck here, she'll be right in the finish. I, I think she'll be very hard to beat here, number 10, so what... Ahead of uh, number nine in the race, which is tangoing with Sierra, who, you know, her her best form would be winning this race. She's a highly talented mare uh, with with a lot of class. She's had three runs back from a spell. Uh, look, she's she's performed really well. She's run really good times. I suppose if I've just got a slight concern, I still feel like her last hundred metres, despite her running the times have probably been the worst of her performance. She just hasn't been hitting the line. She's been getting tired. And, you know, for that reason, I just got a little bit of a, you know, I'd just like to see her get back into the winner's list. Um, she hasn't won since 11th of December 2021. So that's it's been a long time and she's been off the scene for a long time. So I just want to see her winning again. I think deep down the ability's there. She's just got to just get, get that little will to win again back into her system. So 10 from 9. 5, Paradise Valley, who, um, you know, she she's a really good filly. She's taken some good steps. I mean, this is... This, she's coming out of, uh, you know, some age group uh, racing to to start taking on some of these old-season battlers like uh, like So What and, and Tango with Sierra. It's never an easy task. Uh, we've, we've seen that in the past. 
and uh, I've put in uh, you know my other mare, uh, Eleven Monomia, who uh, you know she she's always a chance in these races. If 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 the tempo's solid, she she'll be stalking the other two into the race, and she'll be coming late. So it's a it's a good quality race. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Ten on top ahead of nine, five, and eleven. And I'm 9, 10, 5 and 8. Race 8 is the Chatterton Laceworks uh, pace. Uh, it's a good line-up here. I was very impressed with Coral Valley Star last start. Hard to tip against him. Uh, I thought he'd probably find the lead again. And I thought he'll take a lot of beating. I'm trying to see where that pressure will come from. Uh, obviously, our Vincent can go. He's drawn seven. We'll probably press forward. Raw for Roscoe might be another one that presses forward. But Coravelli Star, you know, we saw him in New Zealand, you know, race against horses like Old Town Road and, and Akuta. He, he's been up against some really smart horses. And, you know, he's. we probably haven't seen the best of him so far in Australia to, to the depth of where he can get to. But he gave us a good glimpse last time when he just did it so easy leading from start to finish. And I think he can do the same here. I've tipped him on top. Uh, to defeat number nine, Whiskey Cavalier, the stable mate. Uh, we uh, thought this horse would run really well last time, and he did. He wasn't good enough to beat Ideal Escape. Uh, he gets a second-row draw, which I think always suits his horse best when he can just be driven with a sit. He's been driven with aggression in the breeze of these last few. So maybe, you know, if he gets that quiet run where he can just be held up with that one big sprint, uh, I could see him winning the race. I'm certainly not ruling him out. Uh, number five, uh, Raw for Roscoe. He's had two runs back from a spell. I think we can't forget this horse is a very good horse when he's at his best. So he, he should be getting a bit close. He gets a front row draw here, which should help him a lot. And uh, number 10, Ideal Escape, horse that you made best bet a couple of weeks ago that got the chocolates then, um, then had to work a bit too hard last time in a race against Ultimate Vinny, and he'll be driven with a sit this time, and, and he'll get home. So four on top from nine, five and ten. And I'm four, nine, ten and seven. Race nine, the tab, trot, scratch, Chiron. I think it's a pretty even lineup. although I expect the Queen of Quebec will start the favourite. Yeah, and, and always my natural instinct, uh, a bit like earlier on with uh, horse like Vanquish Stride, I, I feel like when these races are always really even and I look at them and I go, wow, there's, there's a lot of winning chances here. My, my first my first uh, thought process is which horse is probably going to go over the odds that, you know, if the, if the right run presented itself, it might be some winning chance. So that's what I've done in this race. I, I've, I've tipped one at a bit of value who's first up and I would love to see this horse win in tipsy-turvy for Marie and John Caldo. John drove 4,000 winners at Maryborough the other day. It was a fantastic achievement. He's been an absolute star of our sport, John, and, um, you know, he, he deserves uh, some, some amazing accolades. And we wish him uh, well with tipsy-turvy. She is first up. She follows out Naked Ambition, so she's going to get a good run through from the second row with Chiron coming out. And I just thought each way she'll run well. Nine tipsy-turvy on top, ahead of three naked ambition, five queen of Quebec and seven love gun. But it's a, it's a tricky race, lots of chances, and I'm just playing a bit of value here. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you. There's quite a few chances. I've tipped five, eight, seven, and nine, and I think you might be right, Tipsy Turvy. Keep an eye on her, uh, particularly if there's a good push once she warms up, because I think she'd be a chance if you knew she was forward enough. The last of ten at ten forty-three, the bit of it, uh, three-year-old pace. Again, an interesting lineup. Quite a number of these I haven't seen or haven't seen for some time. But Season Hero really interests me on the strength of his three wins in a row at Shepparton. 
Yeah, can't knock uh, the winning form, that's for sure. Uh, look, I've settled for one, nothing but waves. Uh, look, she draws the pole position, 17.20. She's racing well against some uh, some really nice horses. Uh, you know, this is not an easy race, uh, but the barrier draw gives her a genuine chance in the race. So I've tipped her on top. Ahead of eight, uh, Kyala Kid, who I think's got... A lot of good talent for David Farrer. Damien Wilson drives. Chased home a really smart horse in Rabada two runs ago. Was in a winning position, but just couldn't run down Rabada. They went 154-4 that day and then went for an, an easy easy win at uh, Albury last start. I, I'm not really going on the Albury form. I'm going on the second behind Rabada, who I think is a really nice horse. And they did run really good times. And it's going to get a soft trip on the pegs, whether it's... If it's behind the leader, it's going to be really in a threatening position. If it's three back the pegs, it's still going to get home really late. I'm certainly not ruling it out. Six season Nero, yeah, really interesting runner. It's had 11 starts, three wins, four placings, won its last three, you know, and, and, and winning well and continues to step up like it's a really nice horse. And, you know, can it win? Damn right it can. It's, uh, it's a genuine winning chance in this race. And nine ambiguous, who um, is never too far away, uh, but was beaten last start. So, look, one eight six, and then nine. I think it's a it's a good race with a few winning chances. Rob, I thought the six. I put the six on top. Six, nine, eight, and three in the last. Okay, best bets on a terrific card at Melton. Okay, I think we're going to start off with race one, number one, Slide Terror. I think uh, looks a, a really good each way chance for the night. Uh, I also thought race seven, number 10, So What, would be very hard to beat. Uh, my two value bets was race five, number two, Vanquish Stride. I think it's got a genuine place chance at big big odds. And I thought maybe race nine, number nine, uh, which is tipsy-turvy, might run a cheeky race at a bit of value. But it's a great program. Really looking forward to it, Dan. Yep, my best is race eight, number four, Coravelli Star. Each way, race five, number 10, Serge Blanco. And race seven, number nine, 10, going with Sierra. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of our, uh, our listeners, all our participants, all our uh, punters, and particularly to you, Rob, and, and to your family. Thank you for your assistance through a long year of harness racing. But at least Sunday and Monday, you're going to get uh, a couple of days off. So uh, Merry Christmas, mate, and good punting. Merry Christmas, everyone.